0: Hello, this is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to Video games cover to cover, here we are in episode 62, part 7 of Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age S. I put in some pauses there to see if Chris was going to jump in like he usually does, but he elected not to this time.
1: Well, technically, it's Dragon Age. No, it's not Dragon Age. Dragon Age. Dragon Quest, Echoes of an Elusive (laughs) Age S11. There's, you know... I just don't care anymore. This we both is know a that's a long name, and I can't do it. Technically, most that's people. That's why I that just call it Dragon
0: Quest XI S and don't worry about the rest of it. Well, most people even playing don't even have an S. I mean, we don't know that. We, I don't know what the breakdown of people who are playing along with us is. Every single
1: person I've seen in the Discord does not have the S version, and they tell me about their plight, and it's, it's rough. I got to be honest. Not being able to use the forge, that's insane. I mean, not being able to use the forge anywhere.
0: Yeah, you can only use it at campsites. There's some other stuff, too. Yeah, like you can't buy the ingredients at the campsite. That was an enhancement.
1: And you just have to find it or get lucky with the merchants. That, I can't imagine all you out there who are not playing the Switch version I have to give kudos to you
0: because this game would just be unplayable without those. Also, that explains what we were wondering about a couple episodes ago about Silvando giving us the horse bell. Um because that didn't happen except in the Switch version everybody else still has to use the bells on the that are like randomly around the map. Oh, wow. So that's why those exist because the the portable one that Silvando gives you was only added for the Switch version. I gotta be
1: honest, I'm pretty annoyed that they didn't just remove those in the Switch version. I feel a little entitled playing (laughs) the Switch version. It's very clearly the best version of the game.
0: You're saying you feel like an elitist.
1: I Whoa, whoa. Not necessarily in those terms. I just feel like, you know, those that are playing it on the Switch are... I don't know. You just a little, you know, different, but in a good way.
0: I feel that I am very uncomfortable with where this conversation is going.
1: I don't understand what you mean. What? Do you want what, to elaborate? Comfort. You know, I'm the luminary, and I'm playing the game on the best version possible. You know, kind of like when we hooked up The Witcher. You know, ten years too late, and we had the benefit of playing DLC immediately. And all of the benefits that went along with those DLCs.
0: You see, that's really the moral of the story: is never play games until all their content is out, and then just you can just do it all at once. That's my strategy.
1: Yeah, and they're going to add things in there that make your life so much easier. I just, I, I can't imagine. And and the really the thing is, it if if you didn't know that the other things were an option, it's probably like, oh, well, it just it is what it is. And it would have been a situation where, okay, so it's old school RPG, you know, you just gotta do things this way and that's the way it is. Those would have definitely been things that I had complained about if I wasn't playing it on the Switch.
0: Which really, again, you know, that being the old school RPG is um, a lot of what Dragon Quest is because like, I was pretty surprised by how modern the game feels compared to even just the previous Dragon Quest in terms of these sorts of help you out sort of scenarios. So it's interesting that those were all just added for the switch.
1: I'm wondering if it's a situation where they were playing around with different things just to kind of see what what worked and what people liked. So maybe when they do Dragon Quest 12, they're like, let's go ahead and put these enhancements in there. I mean, probably. Well, I guess if they start adding enhancements to Dragon Quest, doesn't that sort of defeat the purpose of staying, you know, I, or lack of a better term
0: vanilla RPG. I guess it depends on what those enhancements are, right? I mean, I will definitely say 11 feels like a huge step forward in a lot of ways. I don't since I never got to play 10, since it's Japan exclusive, you know, I couldn't say what is different there compared to like 8 or 9, but 11 definitely does feel like, you know, they made a lot of changes that I was kind of surprised by, but you know, I think as long as they stick to the sort of certain core fundamental things, I don't think it'll be a big deal because, like, obviously stuff like having, you know, skill points to spend and stuff is all new, you know, isn't the vanilla experience or whatever, but, you know, they still do turn-based combat where you, you know, just give the order when your turn comes up rather than bars or, you know, semi-action RPG like Final Fantasy is now or things like that. So, like, as long as the core stays relatively the same, I don't think it'll be a huge deal. Like, I mean, I think it'll still feel like Dragon Quest.
1: Well, I I mean, I guess, but on some level that also begs the question of, you know, is it just going to eventually become one of those constantly evolving things just like Final Fantasy is? I mean, when we originally started this podcast, one of the biggest things you said was, the reason why you like Dragon Quest so much is because it's kind of kept to those base RPG principles of, of classical RPGs. And it seems like the more and more they move forward with, you know, number, it, it almost seems like they're getting further and further away from that.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, so far, I will say that it still feels like Dragon Quest to me. And obviously, you know, a lot of that is just a feeling so it's not like I can point to some specific thing other than stuff like you know the combat still being turn based and uh you know the art style being what it is and things like There's a lot of stuff that when I think of Dragon Quest, I think of this that's still there, and you know, some quality of life upgrades don't really change that to me, so I don't really have an issue with this. But we'll have to see what 12 is like and whether they do change a bunch of stuff because, like, if it suddenly becomes you know super high-tech, like, awesome, amazing, cutting-edge graphics like they did with Final Fantasy VII, where, you know, you just mash the button to do basic attacks and things like that. Like, yeah, that'll that'll change a little bit.
1: Yeah, because it, it almost feels like it's Final Fantasy X, but with being able to move around on the screen and stuff, even though that doesn't actually do anything, and it just
0: kind of seems, at least not that I've found. Yeah, I it honestly just- basically even completely forget that you can do it to be perfectly honest, like I just because it doesn't seem to do anything and I'm not used to that with Dragon Quest. So I basically just never do it. It almost seems like they're kind of like dabbing their foot in. Hey, maybe we'll use
1: this in the future to become more of an active type combat, which I got to be honest, I like it in certain games, but I also really
0: want games that are just turn-based like Dragon Quest. I agree. Like, When Final Fantasy first started doing things that were like the active system, at the time I thought that was super cool because it was a new thing that wasn't really being done, but now all RPGs are going more and more action-based, and now I'm the other way where I go, you know, I kind of miss taking my time on stuff and, you know, not feeling like, oh, it's my turn, I immediately have to do something and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and that, I mean, that was one of my That was one of my biggest complaints about the active battle system in general. Like even the active system in Final Fantasy X-2, I remember being annoyed with it at first. It eventually grew on me, but that's just because there's so many different ways that you can, you know, using monsters and stuff, you can basically just auto battle everything and then you don't even have to worry about it. But then at that point, it's like, okay, I'm basically just having the AI play the game for me. Which, when you go from one place to another, is perfectly fine. But when you're fighting a boss or something, okay, well now only I've worked, I've only ever worked on my monsters because I just wanted to get from point A to point B, and now my main staff is not really up to snuff. Yeah, I mean that was an issue with with ten too, and I don't really think I'm going to come into anything like that here. But I don't know. It just seems kind of like it seems like they're debt. There's at least to me, it seems like they almost are trying to dabble in like a more active system. And even though I've never played any of the other Dragon Quests, I don't know how I feel about that because I do want a series that is just this because I really like that.
0: Yeah, I will completely, you know, if, if 12 comes out and they decide that they're going to do like an active system or something, then, yeah, I'm going to have some some complaints to be sure, because I that's not what I'm here for. But it's also interesting that I... I Have you messed around in the 2D mode at all outside of going to, like, the Taco Village the one time? No. I was so annoyed with it in the Taco
1: Village that I've never attempted to go back. Okay.
0: I haven't really either, other than the stuff that's going on there. And, like, the combat and everything in those sections feels like it plays completely different. And I need... I'm going to make it a point to try out the 2D mode and just go get in a couple fights in the regular game and see if it plays like that because... It plays extremely old school like first couple of dragon quests with none of the enhancements at all, and I think that's interesting that it almost feels like there's two separate battle systems going on,
1: huh? well, I mean, they did add a ton of stuff to the switch, and that wasn't even there before well,
0: which, it was just
1: kind of crazy
0: when you think about it. They were just like here, here's a two d mode well, so that's actually a thing that they did for they released a version in Japan exclusive that was for the three d s and The 3DS version was only the 2D, so they basically smashed the stuff that the 3DS version had into the main game, and that is the Switch version. So it has, like, everything the regular game had plus everything the 3DS version had in one package. That's insane. That's absolutely
1: insane. I mean, it's cool insane that they did that. They were just like, ah, here, just take everything. But, like, I love, like, the The Switch version is the gift
0: that just keeps on giving. Like The sprite work and stuff in the 2D mode is extremely cool. Like, It's really impressive how detailed the sprites are, and there's even different sprites for the different outfits I discovered, which is wild to me.
1: Well, it makes me feel... Well, that's the thing, because if they were porting it to the 3DS, that entirely makes sense that they would have done that. I find it absolutely astronomical that they ported it to the 3DS. It's almost like Skyrim here. Let's just put it in everything.
0: Yeah, but obviously with the 3DS, like... The 3D graphics and stuff it couldn't do that, which is why they built the whole 2D thing. And then I guess when they made the Switch version, they were like, "Let's just include the 2D stuff too. Why not?" Well, it's the thing if they ever if Bethesda's ever like, listen, let's just put the entire
1: story of Skyrim on a mobile phone and make it 2D because we just need to sell more Skyrim.
0: Well, like it's like that a uh, joke they did for E3 where it was like Skyrim on Alexa and Skyrim on your uh. On your smart fridge and stuff. Remember that. Well, then there was that link that you sent me. That they were
1: like, "Okay, now Sony's getting in on it. Now you can officially play, yeah, Final Fantasy 7 in Skyrim." Okay, Which, but if somebody doesn't fair, mod that-, that
0: in, I'm going to be really disappointed. I understand how difficult that will be. That would be cool. nevertheless hilarious. Now the real question is, can you get Skyrim running in Skyrim? Because like you can do that with Doom. Then we've reached the pinnacle of will it run. Everything. Because <laughs> that's not even a joke. You literally, like, the original Doom, somebody got running inside the original Doom.
1: But can you
0: run Crisis in Skyrim? I feel like the Skyrim engine will just, like, cry and roll over if you try. <laughs> Considering how long they've been, like, trying to force that engine to, to keep working.
1: was it, like, 15 years old? And
0: then they were like, oh, Elder Scrolls Six is also going to be on it. What? Yeah, they've been like ever since like Morrowind, which was an original Xbox like PlayStation Two era game. It's been the same engine since all the way back then.
1: Which I guess to their credit, to make an engine go that long is cool. But that's but part just of
0: why, use Unreal. Like, come on. But that's part of why, like, they're. Sirius has such a unique identity, because, and I understand part of why they do it that way. A lot of it is because of, like, all the physics interactions and stuff, like with, with Skyrim and the new Fallout's how you can basically pick up every single thing and stuff like that, and that's sort of how that engine got, like, custom built for that sort of manipulation. And they've just been carrying it forward and then doing graphics enhancements and stuff, which, let's be real you know, uh, like, Fallout 4 and stuff aren't the most amazing-looking games I've ever played, but it is really impressive thinking about that's the same engine that Morrowind ran on, if you go look up what the characters in Morrowind look like.
1: No, Andrew, what's really impressive is literally anything the modding community
0: does. Well, I mean, yes, that too, obviously. Like, the mods take it above me. But, like, even the baseline of Bethesda Gives, like, I will admit, I'm pretty impressed that they got an engine that old that was built for that sort of thing to look like that yeah i mean yeah they can do a lot better but i went through like a four day process
1: admittedly i didn't spend all day on it probably like two or three hours a day but like total like 15 hours to install over 200 mods in skyrim i found this website that was basically like if you want to basically just Turn your game into like a triple A title or whatever. Just install all these. I did it. And Andrew, I have to tell you, that game looked absolutely amazing. I played it for like 10 minutes. Then I got a virus and had to wipe my computer. And I was like, cool. I hate literally everything. Uninstall. Never do this again. Like, I'm not spending another 15 hours trying to figure this
0: out. I didn't even do that, but that's what happened. That was how my Skyrim experience ended was I finally got a bunch of mods that did different things that I wanted, and I don't even remember what they all were at this point. Got it all working, and then my computer crashed, or I bought a new computer. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I could never get it working again, so all my save files didn't work because I couldn't get the mod list exactly right, and I was like, I'm just not doing this again.
1: Which is why... Literally everything I download from now on, mods or otherwise, I open in a VM first because I am never having that problem again. Now, I format my computer like once every year anyway, just because I work in IT and it's super easy. And I just all of my data is in network cloud storage anyway. So I literally don't care about anything and I just wipe it. But that was just really, really annoying. I think what it was is I downloaded a mod that somebody had injected a virus into, and when I opened it, it just crashed my system. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I hate everybody. But, but wow, like, Dragon Quest, right? Age, echoes of an elusive one, ten.
0: Point S. But yeah, back to Dragon Quest, like the thing we're actually supposed to talk about. So, at this point... I got a quick snail update. Oh, okay. Well, that's important, I guess. I do have snails
1: everywhere now. Every, I've got baby snails everywhere. And I was kind of hoping the fish would kind of nibble on them. That has not been my experience. So, you know, two, four, five, six, seven weeks in, mistakes were somewhat made. I have to say, though, my tank looks immaculate right now. It's never looked so good.
0: It looks immaculate, except for just, like, the massive colony of snails. <laughs> <laughs> except for the little dots everywhere that are
1: that are baby snails. Other than that, it looks immaculate. Was it worth it, then? Honestly, yeah, because the algae was getting out of control, and snails are pretty... I wouldn't say they're easy to deal with, but they're... I mean, it, it is somewhat easy to get rid of them.
0: Well, like, okay, so what new thing are you going to have to introduce to deal with the snails that will then explode out of control and? This is going to be like the woman who swallowed the fly, just a chain of escalation, right? So, so next, I'm, I'm going to introduce
1: uh, like a shark, potentially,
0: I'm thinking. Do sharks eat snails? I feel like they eat other fish.
1: Well, that's going to take care of the fish problem.
0: <laughs> I feel like you're the only person who has described their aquarium as having a fish problem. There's too many fish, you know? You got to do something. And
1: they, they have many sharks, right? That's a thing, like miniaturized sharks, not baby sharks. I mean, like small sharks that stay small forever. That's not a thing. No, and you wouldn't want to put a shark into a a, you know rectangular shaped tank anyway, because shark's nose will hit the sides and it causes problems. You have to have a circular type pattern if you're going to do something. I have watched a lot, and I mean a lot of this show on, I think, Animal Planet. It was about these two dudes that would just make a bunch of saltwater tanks. Like, so much. They also did Freshwater.
0: This is like, I can't just remember
1: like, what it was called.
0: Is this like, um, you know, Ace of Cakes, but for aquariums? Yes! I cannot remember what it was called. I was obsessed with it. It should absolutely be called Ace of Cakes, but for aquariums.
1: No, it, it, it's called, like, Reef Kings or Reef something. And... I don't know. It was just these two guys that just ran a acrylic uh, aquarium business where you'd get custom. They would make custom aquariums for different places, and that's kind of what they're thinking. They did one for Tracy Morgan, and uh, what was cool is when they showed up to Tracy Morgan's house, he was playing Dragon Quest Echoes of an Elusive Age 11S, <laughs> and he just so happened to be right at the section that we were talking about right now. He had just got the
0: boat. Good save, and <laughs> he was just talking about how cool Silvando was. I know he's like, dude, this boat showed
1: up. Silvando came in like an absolute boss and just saved the day. We all stood there for like two, literally five minutes, going. So that guy just ran off, right? And Jasper's, Jasper's sitting over there going, ha-ha, can't keep friends, huh? Everyone for themselves. And then Silvando's like, uh-uh. Play the Pirates of the Caribbean copyright music that I'm not going to put on the podcast. But everybody right now, go to iTunes or <laughs> Spotify or whatever and pull up, da 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 and that's it. And just hit play. And then that's Silvando going in on his boat and then Jasper is sitting over there on the side, and he's going like, one of, his, uh, one of his friends looks over at him, and he's like, dude, Jasper, that has got to be the greatest pirate that I've ever seen.
0: I'm glad you, got, you went there, because I was about to. And so it would seem. So, one thing we noticed here, because I know we talked about it, now that we have a party of five, we have to actually sub someone out. One thing that was interesting, um, you actually can sub the Luminary out, which is very unusual for games like this.
1: Oh, I didn't know I could completely, like, I'm going to start taking a break everywhere I go now. Listen, it was just me and Eric for a while. I got to get my due. I'm going to start lounging on a chair in the background while these scrubs get out there and deal with these problems for me.
0: That would be hilarious. Like, you do the other forward. If you rotate the camera, you can just see, like, the Luminary just stretch it. I'm imagining, like, Master Roshi at his house. He's just, like, you know, stretched out on that big lawn chair, sipping a drink. He's drinking a tea, and he's like, okay, cool. Got you sunglasses know. on. Call me when you need me. But the other thing that I noticed that's very nice, because I immediately um, replaced Eric with Silvando because, again, the whip and Sylvando is amazing. Yeah, and- I, s-
1: I started using Eric again. But there's there- there's a lot that I hope we get to today that has happened to me, and I've started using Eric again. Okay.
0: But where I was going with this is, one thing I really appreciate is it seems like the characters in reserve still get full EXP, so it's not like you you don't run into that situation that you do in a lot of games where you feel like you have to sub someone in because otherwise they fall behind.
1: It was kind of funny. I noticed it pretty pretty quickly uh, because for a while I didn't have Sivando with me, and he was a much lower level compared to the rest of the party so when i'm like absolutely like blasting through these regular monsters i saw silvando level up and i was like oh that's awesome what i can tell you is going to have to wait till later and you're just going <laughs> to have to remind me okay so for me i went right to where we were supposed to go and and I- the reason is because there's a specific island that I want to be able to get to that's on the outskirts that
0: you can't get to right now. Yeah, because when you get the boat, you could sail around like in between the continents, like the inner sea, basically, but there's a big uh, gate blocking the water channel that leads to the exterior, so you can't get through there.
1: Yeah, it's almost like that giant octopus creature probably would go out into the larger sea if maybe they just open up that gate. You know, if I was a betting man, I would bet on scooching that guy towards the gate and just shutting it. But that's just me. (laughs) I don't live in this world. That's just one of the things that I'm thinking of. You know, if I had a giant Godzilla Cthulhu type creature living in this sea channel, I would definitely leave that gate open until they left. Now, but what if some of its friends came in? Yes, I know that's where you were going. Obviously, the thought process is, well, then more people can get in. Okay, but is that really that much worse than one thing getting out and one thing that is terrorizing everybody? I feel like if every city worked together, they could like have a boat that kind of lures it towards that gate, open the gate, the boat goes through, the thing goes through, the gate shuts. Boat is destroyed. You know, some someone,
0: you know, preferably the dark one, is just going to have to be on that boat. And that was how we solved the problem and saved the world by defeating the dark one. That's it. This is the story. Of all about how Luminary's life got twisted and turned upside down.
1: Yeah. He was relaxed and all cool, chilling while his party members took care of all the- There's no way I could really rhyme that whole thing, but we know what's going on. That's the true. Silvando is just going to have to give up his boat for this, which I don't think he's going to be cool with because he just got
0: that boat. Here's the thing, though. Like we said last week, I am pretty convinced Silvando is 100% ride or die cool with literally anything the party decides to do with this. You want to destroy my boat? Go for it, honey. I don't think that's gonna be when it comes to destroying the
1: man's boat. I don't think that's that's gonna fly. I think even Silvando has limits, and destruction of of the boat is probably
0: one of them. Unless it know. like has to happen to defeat the Dark One. Maybe. I don't know. He he he's got that vibe of you know somebody who just uh, does he even care that he has that boat outside of the fact that he just used it for a cool thing. I don't think so. I really just get the impression that he genuinely is just kind of rolling with everything i mean
1: maybe he did say he just won the boat i have a feeling that Silvando is like secretly rich he's actually one of the kings that just travels around and does whatever he wants he's like um he's like that one king from africa um masamusa yeah he's that guy he just does not he's like whatever I'm just going to go destabilize this entire economy with all of my massive riches. I won this boat like it's like no big deal. I mean, what kind of buy in do you have to have to win this boat? Because that thing was huge.
0: Yeah, it was not some little trivial thing. Like if there's a good sized boat.
1: Because when those other boats showed up to fire at the octopus thing, this was not a small boat. I mean, some of those boats were smaller than it was. And I would say probably the majority of them, if it, but the one that the mayor was on, because he rolls up in, like, this massive thing. And like you would, because you're mayor. I get it. Yeah. And he's trying to flee Jasper, who's clearly, like, mega evil at this point.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, I am one of those people where as soon as I get access to something, I immediately have to go do everything else. So I went around the world to basically everywhere I could within this inner channel. Doing everything that was not going to the place we were supposed to go. Because, of course, I did. Except and you found missed so- that thousand gold behind that king back there. You're right. I did. That was a while ago. But, yes, I did do that. You're right.
1: <laughs> I saw someone gave me crap about that in the Discord, and I thought it was hilarious.
0: I totally missed this thing.
1: Andrew, why are you always missing
0: everything? <laughs> but So, immediately, I made a couple discoveries while I was out exploring stuff. For one thing, I found another way to get into Heliodor, which just illustrates that that door is just a teleporter and they're not on some other plane of existence or something because I was just able to sail up to the random docks that you pass right before you leave Heliodor originally
1: I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but I'd never never subscribed to that theory in the first place. I mean that would have just been too weird if Heliodor was just some in some random dimension somewhere that no one else could get to it now by that same token it's also weird to just
0: have a teleporter that goes nowhere but whatever yeah. i guess no, no matter what the solution is it's going to be weird right but anyway so i definitely found some entrances to both again to get back into heliodor landing on the beach and that forest that eric you and eric passed through where you fight the imp and have to fix the woodcutter so he can rebuild the bridge Mm-hmm. I found a side entrance to that also, that you literally can't go anywhere to. You just load in, and you're basically standing on a cliff, and there's nothing. You can't go any forward or anything, but it loads back into that zone. I was like, why does this exist? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I, I wonder if that was some like world sculpting event that happens later, and in- it wouldn't a hundred percent not surprise me. I mean, that's almost an RPG cliche at this point, where once you get to a certain point, something major has to happen to change the map, right? Yeah. Like, with the plate collapsing in Final Fantasy VII.
1: Well, because there were those monsters below that you could never get to, like these giant ogre creatures that definitely loaded in, and I could find no way to get down there.
0: Yeah, no, like, that was the first point where I was convinced we were definitely coming back to a lot of these areas for that same reason. And ever since then, there's been multiple things to suggest that, like, the mountain at Hato that you can't do anything with and stuff like that. There's like there's so many areas that it's just like, I guess we're coming back later. It would be wild if the devs actually built all this stuff, and then you didn't come back to any of it. It's just like, yeah, there's this whole part of the world that you just never get to see. Like, the world is bigger than your quest, which I mean, would be kind of cool, but also kind of annoying, because I want to know what's behind these doors. So what else did you find? Um, There was a... I, I went to another city that appears to be the one that has the gate buy it because I actually tried to go out to the outer sea while I was sailing around and then, oh, oops, there's this gate. I found a casino which has some slot machines and a, I guess, also still a slot machine, but has like an RPG going on in it where you play as a slime, which is really interesting, and go on a slime quest and capture monsters and the monsters fight with you. And I'm like, how did you do? I feel like I I was at Las Vegas a couple years ago doing... Uh, for a convention for work and wandered around in the casinos. You know, I'm not much of a gambler or whatever, but I saw these things and I'm like, I've never seen a slot machine as elaborate as as this, and this is some random fantasy world, so, you know, good job, I guess, um, whoever developed this slot machine for this
1: fantasy world. When you're constantly being attacked by monsters, a regular slot machine is just not gonna work. It's not gonna cut it.
0: But they have those too.
1: Yeah, but then they had to keep building bigger and better because people are like, I'm done with
0: this crap. Give me something more. Anyway, so yeah, there's a casino where it, it's very similar to the casinos, and basically every video game you've ever played, like Pokemon and stuff like that where you have to convert your gold into tokens and then you use the tokens to get prizes. Uh, but I won a whole lot of money on that slime game, so I can't be too upset. I also found in the same town as the casino, there's a Multiple hotels, and one of them is extremely expensive. But I still wanted to stay at it because it had a slime as a proprietor, and that was the most adorable thing. And I'm really upset that I didn't get to stay there, even though it was like a stupid amount of money. Don't I you just want to waste your money. I didn't, but I was tempted. <laughs> Let's see. I also found right next to where the entrance back to the Heliodor Forest was, there were a couple of random guards for, of Heliodor that were like. Uh, Sir Jasper has told us to block this area off and keep an eye out in case the, the Darkspawn and his associates come through. And I'm just like, cool, you guys are doing a great job, bye. I don't understand how he doesn't have posters at this point. I know, that's all I can think. Like, how do you not know what you're looking for by now? Like, that's insane. The least they could do is have
1: you fight a couple guys and then you have like a sequence where your party's like, we gotta get out of here or something.
0: Yeah, no, they're just random... Knights of Heliodor that are just standing there like... And and once again, I I find it really interesting because we've been to multiple kingdoms now and apparently Heliodor is literally the only one that has any sort of army. Because even the prince of the desert kingdom was going to train under the knights of Heliodor, right? So uh, no one else in this entire world has any troops, apparently?
1: I mean, it kind of sounds like most of the world's troops got wiped out during the last Dark
0: One. Maybe, but I thought the Dark One thing happened a while ago. It you know?
1: did, but from what I understand, from looking, from reading into the backstory and stuff that that I've kind of kind of seen here and there, which I don't really see a whole lot of it. But from what I understand, until the Dark One showed up, basically everybody was at war with everybody else, and that might explain why there's random teleports in, in, in random locations. That nobody has built cities next to or anything like that, because they're like, okay, well, this thing is there, and instead of just destroying it or whatever, you know just it just is what it is i I don't know it's kind of weird that those are there, but I guess we just needed something to escape and that that made sense they they didn't have to have Jasper chasing us in the first place, but I guess they just i don't know they needed to illustrate it somehow, and we needed to go through a teleport but I no, know, I mean that's to that's too hung up on that. It just it kinda sounds like a lot of people were fighting before this, and after the dark one, it just seems like Heliodor and or that other place that that you were from might have been like the only presence of power in the in the area.
0: I guess. I just I guess that's what I was just thinking about because like the fact that nobody apparently has any troops is maybe part of why The kingdom that you're from got wiped out by monsters because I guess no one was able to do anything about it. Everybody seems to have a form of troops, but it almost seems like Heliodor is present
1: everywhere. And that may be part of the Darkspawn stuff. Like he's just been outreaching to everybody, basically just trying to become like the one ruler or whatever so they can make your path more and more difficult. It might be the reason why their troops are everywhere, but it's it's kind of hard to explain, at least in this stage.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm sure there's more information that we don't have. But, yeah, it has been interesting that, you know, because it could have been troops from any random kingdom just being like, hey, you know, we can't let people through. There was a rock slide or something. And we got to clear the road. But it's always Heliodorian troops and you never see anybody else. So I just think that's kind of interesting.
1: They weren't Heliodorian, Heliodorian troops with the prince. The, okay the yeah he that had his little rid- prince and, and that's what i'm saying they all seem to have their own kind of army but Heliador seems to have a presence everywhere. We haven't really come across another kingdom. We've only come to two kingdoms so far. We've seen Heliador have troops everywhere but
0: i've only, i mean we've only seen one other king that i'm aware of at this point. Yeah i guess it really depends on i don't know what the structure of all this is cuz it It feels very like feudal city states where each city is kind of its own thing, because like the mayor or whatever Don Rodrigo, I think his name was, that we just who just helped us escape is, you know, not maybe not a king in title, but he seems to have his own thing going on. And he didn't really have troops of his own,
1: but he had ships that could definitely fight because he comes in and goes against Jasper. So it yeah. seems like all of them kind of have somewhat of a defense, but not nearly as
0: wide-reaching as Heliodor does. Which is kind of amazing for an area that literally has one city and then a little town that they burn down. <laughs> but anyway, so you continue and the uh, the only other place of interest that I found was an island that was used for a side quest, where there were some pirates, and I had to go fight them. But that basically sums up everything you could find before you went to actually continue the story. So, although I did get to ride around on a slime night and that was adorable because the night, it, you know, it's like a knight sitting on a slime. And then when you ride around on it, you sit down on the slime and the night like hangs onto the side and it looks like it's like the, one of the most adorably goofy things I've seen in this game so far. Uh, but that, that really sums it. Like I said, there's, You've got that island of pirates, and that's really the last thing that you can get to in the in the inner ocean, I guess, or I don't know what the game calls it, but the inner sea. I'm gonna call it that. That had anything of interest. There's only at first I got really excited because like, oh, there's like five points to land, and then like two of the points to land are just, hey, you're back in Heliodor and stuff like that. They're like, oh. The only
1: point that I really wanted to talk about was that ominous whirlwind thing in the middle that was like, you can't use this yet.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, as you go towards where we're actually supposed to go, there's this big, like, pillar of light and swirling energy. And, yeah, you just sail up to it and it's like, you can't do anything here right now. I'm like, oh, okay. That is extremely ominous, though, yes.
1: Yeah, that suggests uh,
0: definite weirdness later, but okay. Honestly? It wouldn't surprise me if that is the source of the cataclysmic world-shaping event that we were just talking about. Possibly, because it feels like the sort of thing that that would happen. But so you sail towards where you're actually supposed to go, towards the Dunderstill region, and first things first you come off on an inn that's basically all by itself, and you find one of those
1: mystical things that you never really ever come up on, a side quest.
0: Yes. Yes, I actually did a few side quests before this point because of the areas I went to. But yes, there is a side quest in this inn. Also I noticed maybe it was just me, but I couldn't figure out. There was clearly a marking for like a church safe point or whatever, but the building it was marking was all boarded up and there was an actual priest walking around because he's the person who gives you the side quest, but you can't actually save there or anything. It was indoors. Indoors, where because I couldn't, like I said, the building it looked like it had. I couldn't get into it.
1: Yeah, I don't really know what to tell you, but
0: it was indoors. I think. Okay, I, I was like, <laughs> "There's got to be something." I don't understand.
1: It's there is a place on the side where you can go in, and there's an inn in there and everything. And you go off to the side, and it's like right on the corner. So the the way it looks on the map, it's definitely there because I I saved huh. there because I, this side quest. Was one of those unbelievably annoying ones where you have to get a specific thing again—the pet power. Yeah, it's Serena and the Luminary. And and so I had to wait around to get that, so that way you could cleanse
0: the random skeleton things that are walking around. Yeah, let's cleanse the undead so they can go live peacefully. Even though this move does no damage or anything, but once you use it, then you can attack it and it wins. And, and you apparently only had to do it to one of them, which thank goodness, but yeah, because, because there were there's, two walking around. There's way more than two because I was in there for a while doing it.
1: Oh, well, I only saw two walking around. Of course, I only I waited and then I rested until night, and then I went back and did
0: it. So I, uh, it, that's it, really weird that I couldn't find that statue, and it really bothers me. And the reason I say that is because while I was doing this side quest, I kept having to zoom to a random campsite so that I could stay and save my game and stuff when I got ready to go. (laughs) Because I'm like, I cannot get to wherever the statue is or priest or whatever it is, and it's driving me nuts. But I want to save my game.
1: But there's like nothing else here, which is kind of surprising because you would think that there would be a port city.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a, I mean, given what we know, they, they, they talk a lot about, you know, there, this used to be the Kingdom of Dunderzill, and then there was a disaster or whatever, so immediately I'm thinking this is where the Luminary's from, and maybe that's why some of this stuff isn't there, but like, there's not even signs of rubble or anything near the, the ocean. You, there's nothing until you get to this one random inn.
1: Yeah, and you don't even find Dundersill until you've walked for a while, because the first place I got to was not Dundersil, it was Octagonia. The- Octagonia, which I I don't think you were specific. You were going to the Dundershill region, but you were going because you heard the merchant had gone to Octagonia, which was headed into that
0: region. That area,
1: yeah. And so the very first place you go to is... And and, and I just want to make it a point to tell you that during this whole section and that whole section before leading up to that, I really didn't fight many creatures at all. Because there's just... I've been relatively higher on my character level for a while now that I'm like, okay, I fight the creatures, I kill them in a couple hits, I'm like there's really no reason for this. So for the most part, I
0: kind of skip skip past a lot of the the creatures in this area. Honestly, I find myself fighting them for money and items more than for experience points, partially because, let's be real, those metal slimes in the desert area just like completely broke the difficulty curve of the game right now, because I just leveled up so much, and I wasn't even specifically hunting metal slimes, they just spawned so often in the desert.
1: And so, once I got there, and, and the thing is, like, I didn't really need money either, so I don't really need to fight things, and because you can get everything in the Fun Forge, I guess there's really no need to really fight stuff around the area, which I definitely think is somewhat of a downside So it is kind of nice having those things in the switch, but the fact that like you're not going in and you're fighting other creatures. So you're not getting the experience of dealing with different moves and stuff because then when something actually comes up, I have no idea what to do because I'm like, um, what spell does this thing? Cool. So it didn't work. I don't understand what I did wrong. Uh, because that's an, uh, that's, that's an important bit for a boss
0: fight later that, uh, that I ran
1: into not understanding how to deal with status effects.
0: <laughs> Which seems to be kind of a running trend, because I think you were complaining about that a couple episodes ago too. Here's the thing. I understand it now. I have I mean, a very progress, good understanding of everything. But here's the real question. You say you have a good understanding of everything. Do you understand Zoom yet? Oh yes. I'll get to the Zoom stuff later, Andrew. Okay. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna hold you to that. Oh, don't worry. It's gonna be, here's the thing, I use Zoom later. I finally had to figure it out. And then that had a whole bunch of other confusion because I went to a bunch of places (laughs) wrong. But but anyway, uh, (laughs) I do use Zoom, but there's a specific reason why I had to suddenly gain the knowledge. I cannot wait to hear this. so. So... we get to Octagonia, and it turns out that there's this fighting tournament, which, I gotta be honest, yay, because we didn't get to do the competition in the other section, and now suddenly we get to do this competition, so I was actually like, oh, cool,
0: this is gonna be fun. Yeah, and it kind of was, I mean, we'll, we'll get to them a little bit, but like, I enjoyed the whole tournament setting and stuff, which a lot of times I feel like that's overdone in a lot of games, but... Again, Dragon Quest can kind of get away with it because, you know, it's it's old school and it's pulling in those old school tropes as opposed to other games where I'm like, we're really doing this again. I didn't notice that
1: there was a whole town underneath there <laughs> until after I, I entered the tournament and did my first fights. I had no idea that there was a full town. So 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 you
0: get in there and it's like, hey. Cool. There's the rainbow. I need that. I like, never want to hear you make fun of me for missing one treasure chest again. I'm just saying. <laughs> well,
1: guess what, buddy? You got to come
0: in first
1: place. And hey, look, there's a golden orb. I'm going to need that too. Uh, but you have to come into second place for that one, buddy. Well, good news is I'm not the only one that's entering this competition. Apparently, Eric and
0: Silvando are both in the competition. I too. find it really interesting that Serena, I'm not as surprised about, but that Veronica wasn't immediately like, I'm going to burn everything. She's a child. They didn't let her sign up, which there. is another thing.
1: I am just so baffled that she just doesn't care that she's apparently just a child forever. How would that not be on your list
0: of priorities to fix? Well, I mean, maybe it is, but right now her number one priority is, you know, get some snacks at the one tournament, and the number two priority is help the Luminary. So she's got to get through her list. (laughs) Well,
1: Right now, she's on help. It would help the Luminary if you just become an adult again, because I really think your personality is like grade A, but you're a child, so...
0: And if you were an actual child, I would actually find your personality really annoying because it'd be like, why are you, you're kind of a little brat, but since you're actually an adult. Since I know you're an adult, your personality is exactly what
1: I want in an adult, but you look like a child. So I'm like, I just don't like you, you know, why, how is that not a priority? This is a priority for me. I'm as the luminary, I'm like, we got to figure this out, Veronica. Like I don't care what else you, you think is going on. Me. Yeah. You can help me by becoming an adult again. Because I really can't just be traveling around with the child getting in fights constantly cuz people are starting to stare. They're like, look, the dark one, he's captured a child. Veronica,
0: come on, help me out here. She seems like the kind of person who would intentionally like try to give cause you more headaches would be like yes help me oh yeah she definitely is she would 100 percent do that please I- this man is taking me
1: veronica and, and and so you get to you you sign up for the tournament and you sign up and you're 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 ready to go and it turns out well you gotta draw for it so i guess we can't be on a team there's two people and you gotta draw for your your teammates surprise also,
0: surprise also but- everybody has to wear masks Yes, it everyone is the, has to be Tuxedo Mask. It is the MMA tournament, the masked martial arts tournament.
1: Why, I don't know, because it's very clear who everyone else is to the tune that when everybody takes off their mask, they're like, oh, cool, it's you. I remember you from the tournament. Yeah, I know, because I look the exact same. It's almost as if everybody should have figured out that Clark Kent was Superman. I <laughs> It's like, oh, it's you. The only difference is that you're wearing glasses. It's that one SNL skit that I always think of whenever anybody brings that up. It's like, no, you're clearly Superman. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know about if I know about the skit. I probably have seen it, but forgotten about
0: it. Basically, uh, it was when The Rock was the guest star, and he was Superman, and the the whole skit was basically him like stepping off, and then everybody immediately being like. Does he really think we don't know? Like, Like, that was basically the joke repeatedly of him, like, excusing himself. And they're like, it's just a pair of glasses. Like, why is he doing all this? Like, it's very clear. So you,
1: you get up there and surprise, surprise, the luminary is called first. And then this green outfit wearing girl comes up and some old dude is like, hey. I'm not leaving her
0: in the fate of some random and figure this the, out. Yeah, the, the the announcer guy's like, look, everything's this is how we do it. And then he, he leans in and does some whispering and he's like, uh, I'm gonna have to check. And, uh yeah, there's been a change. Uh we're gonna have to redraw some numbers. Oh. Okay. So I'm she's like, clearly somebody important. <laughs> hey, old guy, I'm the luminary. I don't know if you heard me bust in here,
1: and that's clearly my Sister? Question mark from before. So, uh probably a good idea for her to come with me. Also, I don't know who you are, but I guess you're important because you stopped that whole thing from happening in the first place. Can we just go ahead and like get this figured out? Because yeah,
0: can we fast forward slightly? Yeah, like you guys got to know who I am. But instead, on the redraw, you get last year's champion. Vince, I think. Yes, his name is Vince because your team name is the Invincibles.
1: Which is hilarious because I got to be honest, I killed most of, I knocked out
0: most of the people in that ring, not Vince. You knocked them out just like you definitely didn't set anything on fire when you cast spells. Oh, Andrew. I don't understand why you
1: keep bringing this up. What do you not understand about magic? What do you not get? It's Matt. You've used zap on so many enemies, correct? Actually, I almost never use that, but here is my assignment for you. Get out of your hidey hole and start using zap on enemies and then see what it does. Because I can tell you what it doesn't do, set
0: things on fire. To be fair, basically neither does, you know, sizzle and stuff. Like, long-term fire damage doesn't seem to be a thing.
1: Yeah, but those are actual fires. This is just lightning. Lightning rarely sets people on fire. Have you have you looked up pictures of people who are struck by lightning? They got this cool like lightning tree design all through their bodies. At least the one, you know, the people that that are, that are all good after it.
0: I guess. Yeah, I know you get it. you get that like like cool lightning bolt like scarf pattern. Yeah, no, I I've seen it. Which
1: don't get me wrong, I never want to be struck by lightning, but at least you get something cool out of it, provided you survive. So anyway, this is magic lightning. I'm not setting people on fire. I'm not setting
0: things ablaze. At worst, I'm giving people a cool tattoo. (laughs) Okay. All the monsters are like, yo, check out this cool lightning bolt I've got now. I can't believe this guy every single time with this. I open the
1: door with my magic thing, and I use thaumaturgy to make it look like I
0: kicked it down. The The story is once again changing.
1: It's not once again changing. That's just... Andrew, if you can have your paper Mario magician stuff where you just suddenly turn into a piece of paper and explain everybody by folding yourself into different shapes, then I can write my own narrative, which is thaumaturgy, lightning that doesn't burn
0: people because it literally doesn't do it in the actual game. Okay. Anyway, so, so yeah, we, we draw Vince who, you know, everybody's very jealous of us because he won last time, so you know, we got a good partner here. He's not even a big
1: dude. Like, you get over... There are these some dudes that look like the actual
0: Hulk. Two of them. Honestly, the the way he's dressed, like, his vest-looking thing and his hat and stuff, I kept, I kept thinking if he was like Aladdin after going to the gym for a couple weeks. <laughs> like, that's how I kept imagining him in my head, like, Because he's got like a turban or not a a bandana tied around his head, but he's got the, and it's red and he's got like the purple um, open vest that Aladdin wore in the movie and stuff. And I'm like, are you sure your name is Vince? Because you look like, you don't look like a Vince to me. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, then he kind of comes over and he's like, hey man, okay, we'll get good night's rest at the end and we'll figure this out tomorrow.
0: He's super nice, which to be like, to be fair, we're on the same team or whatever, but Again, they kind of broke where I was expecting because I'm initially expecting him to be all you better not be bringing me down or whatever. But no, he's like super nice to you.
1: Yeah, which made me think even worse things of him. As soon as he was like unbelievably nice, I was thinking to myself, there's something up with this guy. Something is strange. And so you he comes and gets you real early in the morning. You get to stay at the inn for free because all the fighters do. And he just shows up at your house and he's like, hey, man, it's time to go. I hope you got a good night's rest. But before that, there was this thing with Veronica where one of the previous people was like getting into a fight with her. And she was like, he's like, you're a little child. And then Vince comes out and Vince is like, hey, shut up, guy. And then he's like, oh, cool. You're the old champ. So I just I'm going to leave you. And I guess you guys are friends. And then there's the whole thing. I'm going to fast forward through that because it literally doesn't matter.
0: Other than Vince saying something about, like, I know you're upset because you think you got a bad partner, but you know we you can't be taking that out on strangers. And I'm like, once again, he's just like being super nice or whatever. Although it's kind of mean to say whoever this guy's partner is is a bad partner. Admittedly, or whatever, his but-
1: the partner is this guy who also looks like the Hulk. And up in the top part of the 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 map, this dude's like slurping down you know bowls of ramen like. An animal. He kind of reminds me of Freakazoid. With his tongue out and everything. Like, this guy's going nuts. And he's like, I'll go get you in the morning. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Where are you going to go? And then I was like, oh, there's like a whole town down here. I was like, that's cool. And then I went through the whole town and I found the treasure chest because there were multiple treasure chests in there. And I was going around and then I found that dude with his tongue out. And then I found this... These two girls that apparently had also gotten in the tournament, the um, beauty attacks or Mm -hmm. beauty something, and then beauty bridges or something like that. Should we go talk to them? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. No, you know what, buddy? Just stand over here looking like a creeper. I bet they totally like that more. (laughs) And, And and so I just walk up and I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm the Luminary, Lightning Bolt.
0: There was also a couple, like, a a random um, priestess lady and someone else who's, like, fawning over some blonde guy who's down there about... Uh, I can't even remember his name. I wanted to say Sal, but that's not right. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, and, well, just more random people competing uh, and people fawning over them. There was this this blonde Did guy Did you see who- the
1: one where there was a, a guy standing there at the who had an inner monologue of they're totally going to run me out of business this monk is just standing there staring at me they must know that all of my goods are garbage and then when you go over and talk to them you're like the monk is like oh, i've never seen such things in my life this must be <laughs> this must be immaculate items i just i wish i could afford these wonderful things and he's like, let's just stand here and stare at them some more. And I'm like, Yeah, dude, you you do you, man. I only imagine that that, that merchant is gonna be like, Please, I know my stuff is garbage. Just stop. It just turn me in or something. Just stop looking at me.
0: <laughs> no, somehow I missed that conversation, but that's all that's hilarious. Well, we
1: both missed conversations. Yeah. I missed some blonde guy that some old women were fawning over. Not
0: old women. No, no, no. They were they were like they were definitely young and, like, swooning over him. Oh. Well, Puff Puff, then. I don't know why they weren't just giving
1: out Puff Puff, then. That's what everybody does in this area. They're, like, just giving out Puff
0: Puff like nobody's... Like, it's going out of style. But they, they were talking about how cool he was and stuff, and, um... So, anyway, yeah, when you sleep, you get up in the morning, and you have to fight... You're, you're, round one of the tournament, you have to fight the guy who was harassing Veronica and his partner, the tongue-hanging-out guy. Which was so easy. Oh, yeah. He was, they, they were uh, pretty pushovers, for sure. I cannot even describe how easy this fight was. And then that's all you have to do on the first day. And you come out, and you run into the lady who was going to be your partner, and the old man, and the lady says something about, hey, you better keep an eye on your partner there, as they walk off. And I was like, cool. Okay. Well, I always thought he was kind of weird, but, uh, but the rest of the party jumps to the conclusion
1: that he's in danger because apparently people were being abducted and then they were like, well, you better go check on him. So we do, we go check on him and
0: turns out he is the leader of an orphanage. Yeah. He grew up in this orphanage and now he, he fights to help the kids. And I'm getting so many red flags at this point. Yeah, because it's like, there's no way this guy is this super nice without there being something else going on. And then he's like, oh, let's
1: talk. Then, then they're like talking the night away or whatever inside that area. And he's like, oh, I guess you better just stay here for the night. And this and is one of those things where I was like, no.
0: <laughs> but no. Then, But then it also doesn't matter because then there's a crash that comes from Vince's room. And you have to go check. And someone has ransacked his room. They're not there anymore, but they've tossed the place and jumped out the window or something.
1: And there are these weird vials everywhere, and they're like all over the floor and stuff, and it's kind of like, they they look just like you were saying with Jasper, you know, not everything can control how something magical looks or whatever, but they're definitely
0: dark vials. It's literally like if he was a college kid, and it was like cans of Mountain Dew scattered everywhere, but with like these glass bottles, and it's like, oh man, uh,
1: something is going on, and I don't know what. But you're definitely bad, and so then we get to day two, and we're we're kind of fighting everybody.
0: And this time, uh, you open up fighting those two ladies that we were talking about a second ago, except. He also busts out his vial and takes a swig, and it's his pregame ritual, as he
1: describes. Or it. wait, no, no, no! You fight the ladies first, and no, the I think second you did it then. Fight, oh. you get that. No, because he already did it at that point. Oh, that's right. Because he because the third day is like
0: literally everything. Yeah, the second day is like three fights in a row, whereas the first day is literally just one. And I think you do fight. I think you do fight the ladies first. Yeah, because the right. next up is a. Uh- well, Oh, we did skip one thing in day one where you get to watch Eric get his butt completely kicked by yeah. your ex-partner and the old man who apparently does nothing. I did find, I was like, okay, sweet. When I, when
1: I, when I saw that, because that, uh, I obviously know who she is, I know that that's Jade, but when I saw her and I immediately saw that, Okay, the old dude she's with, I'm like, sweet, they're going to be party members, and we just got the gold orb, because it's definitely going to be
0: us and them fighting for the championship. I did like that that you got to see Eric lose, though, not because, you know, I want to see Eric get his butt kicked or whatever, but, like, getting to see that at least other people participated, and it wasn't just me. Yes. Well, because we're about to see that Silvando participates. Yeah, the guy that the, the girls were fawning over was Silvando's partner. Yeah, guy,
1: and it is hilarious to me when Silvando comes out. They first think that they like forfeit or something, or they got yeah, or abducted.
0: That's what was my first thought was. Yeah, they got abducted because the, the guy calls them out, and there's nothing there. And I'm like, is this just going to interrupt because they have to stop the fight because something happened? But no, no, they Silvando does his jump down from high above thing again because he of loves course, doing. like
1: Silvando just has to just do just whatever. I mean, he, he really does just has the absolute blast wherever he goes.
0: Exactly. That's why I don't even think he would care about the ship or whatever. He's just like, whatever. It was fun for the 10 minutes I had it. <laughs> but and he keeps almost calling himself Silvando and then catching himself. It's like, dude, yeah. we know who you are. He's like, Sil uh, uh, Silver Cell. <laughs> and uh, no, he just I- kept, and both of
1: them were like the golden trio or whatever, or the golden they were the bullion boys yes because it was gold bullion and silver bullion yes and um it was just that was so funny and then you fight them and he's like don't forget to win for me and i'm gonna be in the stands give me a wave and it's like dude i travel with you yeah like like come on man we share a hotel room and stuff like what do you want it's like I
0: almost feel like you're my dad at this point. Like, stop embarrassing me. <laughs> but it's Silvando. You like embarrassing or not? It's like the sort of embarrassment that you're like, this is embarrassing, but I still like super love that you're doing it. <laughs> well, maybe you do. So it, do. I'm so it just is kind of like your dad. I'm like Silvando. Please
1: stop, man.
0: I'm not Silvando. I'm Silver Sal. And then I'm like shooting
1: lightning bolts. That I'm like, everybody, forget about this. The stuff where he, you know licked his finger and got the smudge off of my face lightning bolt lightning bolt <laughs> <laughs> cuz silvando's definitely my dad at this point
0: my crazy oh, so dad who
1: just is just like loves literally everything
0: yeah he, it, you you never get a party member in like any RPG that is just like clearly loves life as much as silvando does cuz it, it's hard to imagine anything that he's not like this is the coolest thing ever even losing Yeah. Which
1: is what he's about to do. And so then you get to the finals. And
0: what a surprise! It's you and Vince against the mysterious lady and the old man. I'm pretty sure they say their
1: names which was Uh, Jade and
0: Yeah, that's right. Jade
1: and Raul. Raul?
0: Raul. Raul? I think it's Raul. Rab. It was Rab. 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 Jade and Rab. His name was Rab.
1: And, uh because they're like the mysterious old man who literally never moves and the ultimate butt kicker that is
0: Jade. (laughs) But that's extremely false advertising, because he definitely does stuff on his turns. I'm like, he clearly moves. You're lying to me. I don't think he's done anything on any
1: of the other turns because she's just so awesome. But now he needs to step up. And I think it's because our best buddy over here, chugs his go go steroid juice and they both react to it and they're like did you see that yes and so we win the fight but apparently only because they see in, in a i think it is after you win like after it you is. beat both of them up you get a video where you're then fighting with them and they kind of jade has has you on the ropes And when you block your sword, she sees the luminary thing. And she's like, what? And then she gets knocked out. And and then Rab Rab sees it. it, And he is just as baffled. And he's like, no way. And then then Vince basically bodies him. Yeah. And so then we win. And uh, then the invincible. But here's the thing. I'm sitting there like, this is bullcrap." Why are we invincible when I am like, in every single round, I get the finishing move on both people. And in many cases, all he did was just heal me constantly. He was constantly throwing out heals on my turn, which... Which I okay, mean, cool. cool. Yeah, But
0: I'm doing all the damage. Like, I can heal myself, bro. But when you finish the fight, your celebration gets cut early because Vince collapses. Yes. And it
1: turns out that they he... Has some indigestion because he currently he
0: ate some tacos before or something, and they're not uh, doing great they're, on it. They're stomach, pretty vague right? on the on the details, except that he's got issues and he'll be okay.
1: Yeah, they're like he'll be fine, but we got to figure this out tomorrow. We got to delay the ceremony, so
0: you can't have your rain bow yet. <laughs> Correct.
1: Which it kind of is going to be
0: a little awkward because I have a feeling he's going to want to sell it. Which he actually even specifically says that we could sell it and split split it in half and it's a big treasure and I can support the orphanage with it. And I'm like, I'm going to feel kind of bad here in a second, bro. <laughs>
1: like I really don't know what to tell you about this, but I'm the luminary and I'm really going to need that. So, yeah, I don't really know how to have this conversation with you, Vince, but guess what? It doesn't matter because Rab comes up. And it turns out that Jade is missing. And, yeah. uh R- Rab comes up and
0: asks you to help look for Jade because she's gone missing.
1: And he's like, you know, I know that, you know, this is asking a lot because we don't really know you and you don't really know us, but my partner's missing, will you help? To which I'm like, yeah, of course. Jade seems super cool and is totally my sister, but let's not have this conversation right now.
0: <laughs> and
1: um, he's like, He does this, he does kind of like this facial expression, like, I totally knew you would because I definitely know who you are, but we're not going to have that conversation yet, and uh, so basically you go all the way up to where your buddy was at, uh, because you kind of search around town, and it turns out that she was heading towards the orphanage. What a surprise that she then came up missing. So then when you get down to the orphanage, you get down to the section where you two were having a, a, a laugh the previous the previous night. And there, there's a big hole in the wall suddenly. And this guy's like, whoa, I've never seen this giant hole before. I wonder what it means. I'm like, I know exactly what it means. It means that dude's mega evil and that he's yeah. doing something he's not supposed to be doing. He's definitely abducting these fighters. What a twist. Top 10 anime betrayals. So this is a, I have to say, this is a large dungeon. Much definitely, larger, in my opinion, than what we've seen. And definitely are, the
0: biggest so far, yeah. Are, I, are no save points through this entire dungeon. At least none that I could find. No, I don't think there were any. Because I hit, I was pretty thorough. I'm usually pretty thorough about checking all the little nooks and crannies in those dungeons. and Yeah, I don't think there was anything.
1: Which is an important distinction for everyone to remember. Foreshadowing. I'm going through this dungeon, and you're you're fighting most of the things. I can just run away from, but there's this kind of cool little mechanic of there's spider webs and stuff everywhere, so you have to take a turn of of walking like slowly through them. Yeah, to like break through them. So things definitely can catch up, and I'm walking through there, and then I come across these giant troll-like creatures, and I'm like, cool, finally something worth fighting. So I fight the trolls and everything like that, and I I. I I am, it's definitely kind of a tough fight, and I'm thinking, oh, man, there's no save points or anything like that, but Rab's got
0: my back, he's got all this healing, no big deal, not going to be a problem. Rab's got a pretty interesting mix of spells, he's got that same darkness thing that Jasper casts that he leans on a lot when he doesn't need to heal, but... He, yeah, he's got offensive and defensive, and that's pretty unusual because, like, Veronica's all offense, and Serena has, what, like, whoosh? And that's basically her only offensive spell. She gets a better version of whoosh. Yeah, swoosh. Swoosh, <laughs> which does a significant
1: amount of damage. So there are mimics in this game, as I yes. found inside of this this area. The, yeah. you, you open up one of the things, and it's like, hey, guess what? This is a mimic. Cool wasn't
0: expecting that. That was definitely a hard fight. The mimic was hard. It still has no mimic has ever terrified me as much as the Dark Souls mimics, but that mimic was tough. It terrified me in the sense of, oh, man, this is not going well. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was a hard fight for sure. I think actually one of the party members died for me, and it might have been the Luminary.
1: I Somebody died for me, too, but Rab, in his infinite wisdom just immediately resurrected them. I'm like, cool, thanks, man. I didn't even know you could do that. You're awesome. I can't wait to have you a part of the main team. Like, sorry, Serena, you're out. Rab is my new best friend. You're coming with me because in the rare event that I need healing, I've got him. And it's like, you know, Silvando and Eric, both of you are out because I got Jade now you know, eventually. Assuming we save her and she doesn't get, you know, murdered by Vince. But we know that's not going to happen because in the opening movie, we see her, you know, doing other stuff. So we know that she's not going to get killed unless there's some sort of cloning type situation. It could just be a fake out. And we don't know. Gonna yeah. I'm, there's going to be know. a cloning type situation in the future that in the very near future. That, you know we can't figure out how to get Veronica's age to, to, to be her actual age. But we can figure out how to clone Jade. And it's gonna come up very soon. So we're going through here and at this point I wanna say that I probably for the most part everybody everybody is all good on health. And for the most part everybody is pretty good on uh on their MP because Rap has done most of the healing for everybody in the party.
0: Yeah, and the the two sisters still have that cool thing with the staff where if you just take a turn to just hit things with it, yeah, they do basically no damage, but they get MP back.
1: Which is super nice. Yeah. So I did that on a couple of the zombies and everything, and once I got in... So so we get to the end, and sure enough, what a surprise. Jade is sitting there, and Vince is doing this whole evil monologue with this gigantic arachnid spider creature about how, oh, you're going to bring more peoples. He's like, Oh, yeah, this one's great. I can feel the power. Bring her to me for feed. And I'm like, Hey, guys, uh, I'm the luminary. I'm gonna need you, lightning bolt. I'm gonna need you to quit doing what you're doing right now because uh, you're bad and don't do somehow vince has stolen literally what seems like everyone that was taking place in the tournament how did everybody not notice that literally everyone but vince and me kind of seems a little weird but everyone thinks on the dark one whatever i'm probably gonna get blamed for this vince you suck man like i did it for the children you know i had to do it." it it's you know i suck as a fighter and what and I can't do literally anything else. It's like, well have you d- tried doing
0: literally anything else, man? Well no, because all I, I I can fight, that's all I can do. Well, apparently you can't do that either, Vince, so <laughs> Yeah, it's like Vince, you
1: suck at everything. I don't know what to tell you. So he's suckling down this this thing's weird steroid juice, which is definitely killing him. Yeah. And then the Arachnid's like, ha stupid fool. Ah, uh, you're gonna die from all this. And Vince is like, what?
0: It's like, duh, man, duh. You probably shouldn't drink like spider venom or whatever this is. Like, come on, man. And, and
1: Rab is like, yeah, that's not meant for humans. That's meant for the demon thing that this thing is. Like, buddy, I don't know what to tell you, but it's eating you alive from the inside. He's like it's a miracle you're still alive. I'm like to be honest, yeah, I guess maybe it's because he's like an orphanage guy and you know the 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 gods upstairs are like, "Hey man, you're doing some pretty horrible things, but I guess it's kind of for the right reason." So I, I don't know, maybe not die yet, but maybe they're like all secretly hoping that like the luminary comes in and just figures the problem out. Like, it kind of seems like he should be dead, but whatever. We're just going to move past it. Now, I got to tell you, Andrew, here in the next few minutes is where Zoom comes in. Okay, I'm excited. Keep it up. Yeah, you're going to be excited because I can tell you for 100% fact, I know what happens when your party is wiped. You go back to the last place that you saved? No, Andrew. What happens is you're fighting the boss and the boss does string shot hits everybody, and literally no one can move. Then he hits you with missiles like multiple times in a row, wipes out three of your four party members, and Rab is trying his best to bring them back and tanking tons of damage. And Veronica is sitting there just going, okay, well, I literally can't do anything but attack, but it's sitting on currently like deep orange, so maybe I'll just kill it. And I'm talking maybe a half hour into this fight, and it's now about one in the morning. This is almost an exact duplicate of what happened with Final Fantasy VII when I got wiped in the middle of that giant ultimate battle, except I went through the largest dungeon we've ever been through, and I'm fighting some gigantic arachnid creature, which I already don't like spiders. And now this thing is pummeling me with like string shot and tornadoes and i literally can't do anything and rab is like oh cool well i'm just gonna keep bringing people back to life he's like i'm gonna bring the luminary back to life and that thing's like cool i'm gonna immediately shoot it and kill the luminary and then veronica's like okay well literally all i can do is attack so attack 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 and then it's like, oh, string shot. Guess what? You can't do anything again. And Rab's like, well, there's nothing I can do. So I'll just attack, attack. And then I'll kind of heal you when I have a chance. And then guess what? I'm just going to string shot and kill you anyway, even though it looks like you're about to lose. But here we go, Andrew. Here's the greatest thing that's ever happened. You know what happens when your party gets wiped? Eric comes in and he's like, hey, man, I've been sitting on the sidelines this entire time. Dude. Let's go. Like, wow, there's only one guy left, and it's Eric. I'm like, cool, Eric. Let's do this, me and you, string shot, you can't do anything. Ha 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 ha! rab on the side is just like okay cool you just got hit for like 80 damage for for two things in a row i'm just gonna go ahead and heal you oh you don't have string shot anymore let's get an attack in there boom string shot again you're screwed eric (laughs) you can't do anything another 10 minutes of this over and over and over and rab just doing constant heals and then oh guess what you get an attack in but it's not enough string shot missiles you dead (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy right now. I I can feel how happy you are. Andrew, actually, you get three options. You get two options that take half of your gold away. And let me tell you, I have like, I don't know, 20 grand at this point. Well, you got to use them banks. Don't really like that option. Yeah, I'm probably going to start using
0: banks now, Andrew. This coming from the guy who's like, I'd never need banks. I'm probably never going to need it to begin with. I want all this money from the whatever. Well, no, I want a bunch of tokens because like you can't cash the tokens back into gold. So you I'm like, get items. cool, 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 cool,
1: cool, cool. I'm now in a situation where it gives half your money for a checkpoint, half your money like restart the the battle and the checkpoint i have no idea where the checkpoint is at so i'm gonna lose half my money regardless or it goes you can just you know restart whatever uh the encounter or like from your or no it was restart the battle and you lose half your gold or restart the whole section and you lose half your gold and i'm like Oh section, are you kidding me? I don't want to go all the way back. And then it's like, oh, but you can restart at the checkpoint and you get you know, you get to keep all your gold. Like, well, I'm obviously gonna go with the checkpoint. That makes a hundred percent sense. Like, why on earth would I lose all my gold when I don't have to? Well, guess where the checkpoint was, Andrew? Just take a guess. Um far
0: enough away that you had to zoom back. The beginning of the dungeon. Okay. The beginning. Now, I don't know about you, but you'd
1: think checkpoint, when your three options are restart the battle and lose your money, or restart everything and lose half your money, or restart the checkpoint, why would you choose restart everything and lose half your money when the checkpoint is already restarting everything? Or am I just going to restart at the point where I woke up from the inn and Rab was like, hey man, you got to go find Jade. Why would I want to go back all there and lose half my money when I can go to the checkpoint? Well, guess what? The checkpoint is literally the entire thing. You know what I found out, Andrew? You can use Zoom indoors if there's a gigantic skylight. Yes, as long as you don't hit your head. Because this section has a gigantic skylight. And I was like, this is the first time in history that I'm going to finally figure out Zoom. And I think you know what is about to happen. Because in my infinite rage of what has just occurred, I Zoomed right back to the Sand Kingdom and I power leveled (laughs) using all of those slimes that you had mentioned earlier. And I have to say, I was probably around 20 ish 22 ish when i went in there and just had this ultimate string of string shot and just killing me immediately you want to know what level i went back to fight that thing at was
0: uh 30
1: 32 wow because i was like you know what 10 levels ought to do it and i found something out andrew turns out you can get too strong because when you shoot enemies with the crossbow Sometimes they will run away with you, run away from you anyway. Everything was (laughs) running away from me. So I was like, cool. I'm going to start shooting crossbows and then they'll just come to me. And I'm like, you, I've seen you have a bunch of slime show up in your little, your little pool. Crossbow. Wait, where are you going? Bro, 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 I just shot you in the face. Where are you going, man? Come back. Please come back. Dude, I need the slime. Actually, you can leave. Just give me the slime. And so, yeah, you can get really, really strong. I went back and maybe Rab got two attacks in. Maybe. I slaughtered this thing because you know what else I found out during this whole escapade of mine? Eric with two daggers is insane. But well, guess I didn't know what Aaron else could you can wield. have two of? Wands! Ooh, Serena okay. now has dual wands! And so when you're just fighting people in the overworld, you could just be like, smack, smack! I've killed so many things with just Serena at this point because I'm so powerful. I got mad, Andrew, real mad. It was very clearly absurd. the Chain of Blintz that happened to me, which is why it was so important that we got here, because it was a pivotal anger moment for
0: me. This is going to be somewhat of a bonus
1: I, episode, because it's
0: way longer than <laughs> normal. I knew it had to be kind of an epic story for you to finally break down and use Zoom. <laughs> it was... Given- given how much you went out of your way to talk about how you were like actively not going to use it. The fact that you actually broke down, I'm like something big happened.
1: (laughs) Something happened. And I needed to go back to find my slime cultivation. And I have metal slash now where I can take out slimes. I got dragon slash. Now, Eric has two daggers. She's got two wands. Eric. When he went in there to fight that arachnid thing, he was just like, boom, 60 damage, boom, 40 damage. And I'm like, oh, yes, dude, I killed it so fast just for fun. I had Serena because she had nothing else to do. I was just like, go smack it a couple times with your wand just to really demoralize that (laughs) arachnid. Just, like, get up there, and she even did, like, 30 total damage with both attacks, and I'm like, screw you, and then Rab comes over, and he's like, darkness, 60 damage, and I'm like, dude, that's not even half of what I can do with my spells. I mean, sword, I, per-
0: I, was, I was doing, like, 130 damage on this. Wow. That is a way higher level. I think I was around probably, like, 25, I think, when I fought this guy. And it was definitely a hard fight, for sure. I did squeak it out, but like, so I'm not surprised that at 22, you had some difficulties because at 25, I was struggling.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of difficulties. And the thing, to my credit, I had actually almost had it beat, which what made me real angry because it was in the red. And when Eric came out, I was like, oh, that is such a cool mechanic. So if your whole party gets wiped, whoever is on standby just seems like they show up. And it's almost like in every single RPG, it's like the other party members are clearly there. Why aren't they doing anything? Well, in this case, they're like, yo, everyone's dead. They just filled in the line and Eric showed up. And I'm assuming once you get, you know, Rab and... Uh, Rab and Jade that it's going to be a similar situation who whoever is on standby are just going to show up
0: and it's like your B team has just come out to hopefully win that's really cool that that's even a thing because there's so few games that have ever done that and it's always been something that's annoyed me and it's something that I would have never found out if I was in this situation I'm like that is really cool
1: I really really like that mechanic because it's like Eric is definitely there. He's just going to sit back in his lounge chair and be like, cool, you guys didn't want me for this fight? Fine, I'm going to stay out of it. Oh, all of them are dead. Okay, well, I guess I, I guess I better put the chair away. And then it's like, boom, string shot. Boom, missile. Boom, dead. And he's like, <laughs> well, I did a whole lot. I guess I'm going to go back and just die
0: now. <laughs> it's, like, it's like having Krillin in your reserves. Yeah. All right, fun. buddy, you got it. Except now Eric is
1: like a beast. He's like a he's he's basically in werewolf mode all the time. Cuz with two daggers on him, yes, he can attack multiple things, but when he can just just straight up kill just a big monster in one go on his own, I'm like, "Yep, you're good." Even Silvando at like level 31 was not doing as much damage collectively as Eric was doing with two daggers. So we can kind of get to the rest of this, the the aftermath next time. But I just, I really needed to go into that.
0: Yeah, yeah. because like Chris said, uh, this is going to be an extra, extra long episode. So enjoy that. Um, this is as long as probably like the, the finale of The Witcher. Maybe not quite that long, but like the longest we've done since then.
1: I don't know, man. I'm going to cut so much out that, that that our listeners are literally never going to hear. There's so much secret content that I just axe just everything. None of you can have the secret content. Well, there's so many secret audio clips that I I do want to put like a blooper thing in someday because we are it seems like more funny when we're just talking to each other, at least from my perspective, because I (laughs) I listen in on every single one of these episodes and I'm like, oh man, that would have been so much funnier. But I gotta
0: get rid of it. Yeah, but Speaking of getting rid of stuff, we've got to get rid of this recording and call it quits. That was a terrible segue, and I'm sorry. But that's going to do it for this episode of Video Games Cover to Cover. As always, you can find us on Twitter and via our email or via our Discord server, and we'll put links in the episode description. You're just giving
1: people just a quick taste of the things that I cut out on a normal, regular basis, but... I'm the Luminary!